Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, certified business and mindset coach, author, and speaker. Each week, we'll be talking about simple but powerful business and mindset strategies that will help you build a lean, clean, and profitable business so you can learn to get out of your own way and pay yourself more. Forget average, it's time to level up. Hey lovely, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are talking all about owning and amplifying your brand. I think that as we start to head into the end of the year, which is crazy to say, I'm already planning for 2024. A lot of the conversations I'm having with my one-on-one coaching clients and other clients in my programs is starting to look at what does 2024 look like? What is it that I'm wanting to do? How am I wanting to show up? What is it that I want my brand to be? And I do think that you know that I'm a big brand first person. Like if you build a brand that people feel emotionally connected to, feel engaged with and attracted to, then the rest kind of takes care of itself if you've set it up well. So today we're going to be talking about how you can really own and amplify your brand and start to decide to be a leader in your industry. Start to decide that you are going to make it happen no matter what happens along the way as well. So that is the topic of today and this was a live that I recorded this morning that I wanted to share with you. Now, if you've got any questions about how you can build a stronger brand for your business, how you can get out of your own way, become more profitable, then obviously you can always DM me at Suze Chadwick and happy to connect with you as well. And obviously, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, then I would love you to subscribe and leave a review. You would be my favorite person if you did that. And while we're on the topic, I wanted to do a shout out to a couple of people that have left reviews recently. Donna underscore Wallace says, thank you. What a fantastic, inspiring and practical podcast. Every episode that I've listened to has something really useful for me, both personally and professionally. So good. Vanny Nessie says, a must listen for all business owners. I wait for Susan's podcast to come out every week and will often listen to them more than once. I find them to be very uplifting and informative. Thanks, Suze. And one of my beautiful clients at lesliecavito.photography on Instagram. Every episode is full of value. I was hooked from the first episode. In a few weeks, I binged on almost all of them, signed up to Suze's Bold Business Academy. Every episode Suze records is full of energy, intention, and so much knowledge on marketing, mindset, strategy, and more. She's honest, a bit sassy, and incredibly motivating. This is a podcast I return to again and again because I walk away with new insights and practical tips that help me in my business. Thanks, Suze. So just a huge thank you to those who have left reviews. It obviously helps the podcast to rank as well. The more reviews, the more subscriptions, the more downloads. That's how podcast ranks. So if you can help me in any of those areas, I am always grateful. So you can just go onto your particular podcast app and you can leave a review. Anyway, listen, let's dive into this week's or today's episode. 
today I am diving in. We are talking all about owning and amplifying your brand. So this is something that I love talking about. If you've been around for a while, you'll know that I am an ex-brand agent. I've worked with a lot of really different brands around building their brand, standing out, amplifying their message, all the rest of it. And so I wanted to talk about that today, which is really how you can own and amplify your brand in a much bigger way. And I'm going to be saying in 2024, because we are not far off. And I think that now is the time to start planning for planning for your branding. Does that rhyme? Not quite. Uh, But planning for how you really want to show up in a bigger way for next year. So I think that we have to know what we're building. I think that a lot of times we can start our businesses and we can just be like, okay, I'm just going to sell this thing or I'm going to offer these products and services. But I really want you to think about what is the brand that I'm building? What is it that I want my brand to do? What is the connection I want my brand to have? And this is something I love working with my clients on. It's something that we work on at a deep level within the Bold Business Academy as well. And I think getting really clear on that just helps you make so many other decisions in your business as well. Because once you know what you want your brand to stand for and what your message is and who you want to work with, then every time a question comes up, you're like, well, does that serve my customer? Is that aligned with who we want to be and what we want to do? And then does it actually like serve to help us to grow and build this brand that we want? So when you get really clear on your brand and what it is you're here to do, your message and how you want to show up and what you're trying to build, it just makes decision-making so much easier. And so I wanted to cover a couple of things this morning that I think are great to think about. So what do leading brands do that set them apart? Do you want to know (laughs) what they do? is that, and I know for some people you're like, oh, I don't know whether that fits for me or not, but they're quite polarizing. Yeah. They have an opinion. They're either for or against something. And so for me, my brand is about building a bold and powerful voice, standing out, breaking the mold, doing things differently, claiming your space in your industry. I am against like, you know, I'm against you feeling like you have to fit in. I'm against you feeling like you have to hide. I am against other people telling you how you should build your business and what your brand should be. And so I just really want you to think about what are you for and what are you against? What is that polarizing opinion that you have? What is it that you really want to share with your audience? Because you've got to remember, like when we want to be part of a brand and part of a community of a brand, it's because we feel really aligned with their values. We feel really aligned with what they're here to do, what they stand for. It's the whole thing of if you're an Apple person or not, their whole thing is you want to think differently. Their tech is like superior. That's their message. Uh, And so they have kind of built a whole community around that because their message is very specific and very clear. So I want you to think about if you feel like your brand or your message is vanilla, what could it be that you think could be polarizing or a lot stronger. Like if you're not clear on what you think your brand stands for, then your audience isn't going to be clear on it either. I think the other thing that leading brands do really well to set themselves apart is that they innovate. 
And I was sharing on my masterclass recently about being wallpaper, where we create the same things over and over again. And it just becomes something that people become a bit immune to, that they gloss over. They're like, I've seen it before. I'm not really interested. And so how are you doing things differently? How are you showing up in a different way? How are you creating different content? How are you maybe changing your message up so that you're continuing to connect with your audience? Because you might say something in one way, but if you said it in two or three other ways, then you would get through to your audience a little bit more. And I think we've got to test and try that. So I want you to think about, is what I'm doing just something that I've always done? It's the way that I've always done it. Or are you actually thinking about, okay, I'm going to do something differently this month, or I'm going to test this out and try something new. Uh, I'm going to change up, like instead of doing text all the time, I'm going to do video instead, or instead of doing video, I'm going to do audio or whatever it is that you want to be doing. I just want you to think about what would different look like for you right now. And I actually think that in this market, we've just got to be innovating and we've got to be evolving on a regular basis. And if that's something, and it doesn't have to feel exhausting, I just want to kind of put that out there as well, is that this isn't about doing loads more. It's about taking what you have and getting creative with it. So for example, with the podcast, you know, doing the lives with you, having the podcast where now, you know, we put some of it on YouTube, we're writing new blogs about it, which we haven't done for a little while, uh, getting more clips, putting it on TikTok. So playing around. So it's not about like you constantly doing a lot more, but it's taking what you have and getting really innovative with it. So I want you to think about how you're getting innovative with what you've got and whether you're even thinking that way or not. Like, are you actually thinking about how do I get more creative? Are you actually thinking about what could I do differently that could attract a different audience or engage the audience that I already have? The other thing that I think leading brands do that really set them apart is that they decide that they're going to be a leader in their industry. So my question to you is, are you like, you know something, I'm just happy just to be me and just to tick along? Or do you're like, I actually want to be the best in my industry. I want to be one of the best. I want to be, when people think about my kind of business and what it is I do, I want to be like the top three that they speak, they think about. Are you wanting that? Or are you just kind of like, oh, it doesn't really matter to me? Because I think that leading brands, when you're really looking to own and amplify your brand, they make the decision that they're going to be leaders. They make the decision that they want to be known. And so by just making that decision, everything else that they're doing around getting creative and being visible and all the rest of it, then kind of follows that because they've really set the intention. The next thing around owning your brand and amplifying it is building your community because that is what brands have. Yeah. So your audience base, your community, your followers, like all of your followers will be part of your community as well. And how are you nurturing them? I think that really understanding, like, how am I going to nurture my audience? How am I going to serve them in different ways? How am I listening to them and what they want so that I can respond to that too? I think is so important because if you had a community of amazing people around you, what would like be working really well? What would you all be working towards? Can you think bigger about your community? I know that's something that I'm kind of working on at the moment is that 
you know, I've got a community. It's like, what, what new stuff could we do with them? How could we engage them more? How can we meet them where they are and be able to serve, serve them in new and different ways? What are things that they really need that we could potentially supply, support them in, etc. So I think that if you can start to really think about your community in a very strategic way, I think it makes a really big difference. Because if you sit down and go, right, who is our community? Where are they? What do they want? What have we given them in the past? What do we think that we want to start testing and trying with our community in the next three months? Should we be having conversations with them to find out what else they might need and want from us? And it's not about trying to be everything to everybody, but it's about really, it's the whole thing of valuing your customers, surprising and delighting them, continuing to keep them, you know, within your community as well, because obviously it's easier to keep a client than it is to go and get a new one as well. So I really want you to think about for 2024 or even for the rest of this year, can you create a strategic community strategy? Can you start thinking about that as it's like own thing? Yeah. Where you're like, okay, we've sat down and we have worked out what we're going to supply, what we're going to give, what we're going to do for our community. How are we building our community as well? So even people who are on the peripherals, like people who are on your email list that may have signed up for something, but they're not active in your community. Is there a way to convert people who know you, but they don't yet like love and trust you? Yeah. How can we convert those into community members who are active and wanting to be part of what you're creating as well? Because we don't always want to be top of funnel. We don't always want to be going out and like getting new people in all the time. Obviously we want to be doing that, but we want to be like nurturing who we've got as well. And I think that if you're really wanting to amplify your brand and you're wanting to own it, then this is something to focus on within your business as well. And I think that if you're looking to build your brand, so the first thing that we were talking about is making the decision, like understanding what's polarizing. How can I be innovative? Are we deciding to be a leader in our industry? Have we made that decision? And what does that look like? How do we build our community and get more engagement? Yeah. How do we get more out of that? And if you want to build a brand, I just think you've got to be more vocal. You've got to be more targeted, more visible, be more creative, be more collaborative as well. And I think that at the core of it, it's just about being more caring, like actually knowing who your audience and your community is, caring about them, listening to them, understanding them. The Martin Neumeyer, who is the godfather of branding, always says, and I love it, that you know your brand is the emotional connection that you make with your audience. If you don't feel like you have that, then that's definitely something to spend time on thinking about and building as well. Like what is the emotional connection that I have with my audience? What is it that I want them to feel? How do I want to communicate with them? How do I want to try and like create a stronger bond with them as well? So you might be thinking about somebody who you might know, but there are certain people in the industry that I feel like I've had a very long online relationship with. I get their emails. I might be a paid member of their community. I've listened to them for years. I've deepened my relationship with them because they've been somebody who has cared. They have been somebody who has been consistently visible. They have been somebody who has been consistently vocal. Their values deeply align with mine. Uh, What they talk about is things that I love. So I just think 
I love it. Arise Digital Film says, too true, can't engage an audience you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I think that when you think about people who you feel highly connected to, it's almost like reverse engineering it. It's like hacking it as well and saying, okay, what are all the things that they do and what makes me feel the way that I do about them? What makes me feel so connected to them? What makes me want to keep buying from them? Uh, you know, what makes me want to go back and listen again? And for me, when I'm, and I'm thinking about somebody at the moment, but it's like, they're always trying something new. They're innovating. They're sharing their learnings. They're sharing their lessons. They're sharing their fails. And so that builds a lot of trust as well, because they're not out there going, everything's amazing all the time, but we're seeing their success, but they're also going, you know something, I tried these things and it didn't work. And I think that we have to think about how we are showing up in that way as well for our audience and for our community. I think that we can't just, we're just in a time where we're done with the, you know, we're done with the show reels. We're done with that. We want real and we want people who are honest and open with us as well. And then the last thing that I think is really important when it comes to really owning and amplifying your brand is something, and I feel like I came up with this, but I may not have, maybe I heard it somewhere, but it's what I'm calling economies of fail. So instead of economies of scale, we're talking about economies of fail. And I was listening to a story that Stephen Bartlett from Diary of a CEO, if you don't listen to that podcast, it's amazing, was talking about um, where he was helping a business and the father had one business and the son had another. And Stephen would go to Stephen would go to these two companies and he would tell them about like what they needed to be doing or the latest thing that he thought would really help their business to grow. And the father would take ages to make decisions and kind of scoff at some of the ideas and just like eventually if he decided he was going to go with the idea, it was too late and it had passed, the opportunity had passed. Whereas the son would basically go and implement a lot of the ideas that Stephen was giving them. And he was just sort of saying, you know, there were so many fails from it, but when they struck gold, when it worked, then the wins were massive. And I think this is really about mindset when you're building your brand as well. The question is, what are your economies of fail? What are you willing just to go and get through? And when it doesn't work, it doesn't like floor you. It doesn't knock you down. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, it's frustrating, but you just keep going. You're like, all right, well, that didn't work. Like, what are we going to do next? And so what are your economies of fail? Are you willing to test and try a lot more and fail, but keep moving forward and just learn the lesson from it so that when you actually do try something and it works really well, you strike gold because you were willing to have the fails. You were willing to test things out and not expect everything to go to plan and not expect everything to be successful. And I think that when you're building a brand, when you want to build a brand that's got longevity and it's got meaning and it's got community, I just don't think you can have one without the other. I don't think that you can have all of that success without having a lot of fails along the way. And I think this is where mindset comes in when you're building and amplifying a brand is that you've got to start to build up your own resilience to be somebody who's like, bring on the fails. Yeah. Bring on the lessons, bring on the fails. Let me learn from it. And then watch me go. It's like, watch me have these fails. But when I have these lessons, I'm now going to like skyrocket because I've learned so much along the way. 
And so I think that's one of the things that I really try and instill in my clients is that a fail is just a lesson that you've learned. It's just, you know, what was it? Oh, I think Pat Flynn was saying, fail is the first attempt in learning, which I love as well. And so I just think that that is something that is such a great way of thinking about it is to think about if I'm failing, then I will still learn from that too. And so that is just something that I have been thinking about is that when you are really wanting to own and amplify your brand, those are some key things to think about.